Hello and welcome to episode 111 of Nolo Time. I forgot how to speak in English, Obed Veles, and with me is the mutant known as Professor Y, Mr. Joel Young. Professor Y, Joel Young. Yes, I like that one, Obed. Guys, it's good to be with you again. Episode 111, sir. Uh, I was, you know, look running through all the stories here. We've got so much to, to, to talk about. I don't want to spend too much time in my WhatsApp area, but uh, Obed, how are things going, man? Yeah, me neither. I'm a little bit under the weather, sir. So not not feeling 100% operational right now. Um, more like a, more like a, a, a PSN sort of <laughs> feeling right now where, you know, it's never 100% operational. So I'm kind of feeling like that. Uh, but yeah, we're, uh, man, October is gone. This is the last podcast of October, just right before Halloween. And, um, you know, many of you guys were going to be listening to this on either Halloween or the next day. So, um, yeah, man, it's uh, Christmas is almost upon us, sir. I am very, very excited for the Rise of Skywalker, um, but also very excited for, you know, uh, more Star Wars stuff. And we'll cover that in a second. But not much, man. Um, I haven't done anything of note. Uh, like I mentioned last week, uh, I didn't get to do a lot last week and I was busy with personal stuff. So yeah, uh, not really what's up and still very busy. So yeah, for sure. Um, I, I completely understand that been busy for myself as, as well. Uh, you know, we are getting uh, now into this fall time of the year and, you know, we've got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up and uh, busy things, personal, you know, work and those sort of things. Right. But, uh, you know, with all those, that stuff, I do try to still try and keep up with uh, watching my shows and whatnot. And uh, I, I found this new show um, that came out this, this year. I mean, you know, it's been talked about a bit, but I, I didn't see it um, promoted as much until like right before the show came out. But it's called Treadstone and it's based off of the Jason Bourne series and the books. Um, I, I went ahead and gave that a try and I was pleasantly surprised with it. Uh, it's, it's very well paced. Uh, you know, it's, it's very consistent. Um, it doesn't, you know, you don't have to have watched need to watch any other Jason Bourne stuff to keep up with the show. It's stands on its own, but yet it's very, um, uh, familiar in the Jason Bourne world. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I was, I was really, uh, pleased with this new show. This is that time of the year. You start getting all these different, uh, you know, fall TV, right. See what sticks, see what gets renewed, see what's around. I'll see how this goes. I've only, uh, two episodes in There's a third episode that came out last night. So I'll probably check that out too. Um, still watching star Wars resistance. Uh, you know, it's, it's very, uh, very child friendly very it family is. friendly show it is yeah but it's star wars so i have to we, watch it. we never mentioned we never mentioned it but i've, I've watched a couple episodes here a yeah. couple episodes here and there because um every once in a while uh sure. i would you know go on disney channel i put disney channel on for my daughter and and it would be playing um, so i watched a couple episodes and it's it's fine it's not great i think it's it's from all the like the Star Wars, like overall thing, it's yeah. it's probably the weakest one because it's not, not like it's 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 like you said, it's very kid kid friendly. I know kids love, I, kids probably love it, absolutely, because um, it's very friendly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you if you if you're really into this thing, you're looking forward to you know the new season of Clone Wars and absolutely, um, you know, uh, Rebels, which already is done. But yeah, uh, yeah, man, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, and I'm glad you've, you've been able to check it out too. But like I said, it's Star Wars, so it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a little uh, stick figure animation. I probably would still check it out. And, uh, you know, it's very, very, very interesting to see um, how it ends and the fact that it's literally right around uh, between The Force Awakens and Last Jedi with the timeline. I don't suspect necessarily that it will cross directly into any of the movies further as in Rise of Skywalker. But, you know, at Star Wars, you keep your eyes on it. And you never know. It's fun teases here and there. Uh, Kylo Ren's supposed to show up at some point in, in the series. So I'm looking out for that. Uh, cool. But yeah, aside from that, dude, um, really just keeping busy, you know, keeping busy, keeping active, keeping going. And uh, I'm sure I'll have some more updates for you guys next week. Cool, cool. Uh, Joel, let's go ahead and, uh, and jump into our topics for the week. And uh, just in uh, it, it just following the tradition of Star Wars, uh, we can probably just uh, go into that. So big news this week, uh, two of them actually. And uh, the first one being that the Star Wars trilogy uh, or new trilogy that was being developed by Game of Thrones writers, uh, David Benioff and D.B. Wise, is no more. So that has been canceled. Um, Everything points at internal struggle and sort of like conflict of interest and them not able to go hundred percent behind the project uh, with them, you know, having a, another a Netflix, Netflix, big Netflix project that they're working on. So uh, that is no more. So I guess uh, whether you man babies like it or not, you're stuck with a Ryan Johnson uh, trilogy for the foreseeable future as, you know, the next Star Wars movies. But Joel, what do you think about this, man? Yeah, dude, uh, good, good point there about the Ryan Johnson thing because last we heard, it's still a thing. It just was yeah. uh, just no, still no on. timeline, but it's yeah. still happening. So, well, I, I mean, now yeah. I'm now I'm assuming that that thing's gonna get pushed forward. So, exactly, I agree with you there, Obed. And uh, you know, my my initial reaction uh, before I had heard this update from both the Hollywood Reporter and Variety, and you, you shared this information with me, Obed. Um, before I had heard all of that, my initial feelings was this is very much a um a a a pr statement here of we're busy and we want to we can't can't commit to giving our best so it's best to remove ourselves and it's like well it probably was like creative creative differences is what i thought but most people would assume that when they hear somebody leaves like oh they just didn't like working on this that's why they left and that's not necessarily the case from what we're hearing here i mean you've got two very um uh, reliable, well, I would say credible uh, sources between the Hollywood Reporter and Variety, two separate outlets both saying the exact same message suggesting that, look, these guys they they have their Netflix projects to be projects and Kathleen Kennedy was concerned that their eyes were and, and their, their hands were too many different things at one time trying to do this at Star Wars so clearly, um, you know it, which is good, to me this is good news for the Star Wars fan is saying, look, if, if Kathleen of the Disney brand is saying we expect you to be completely and utterly committed to our project and put yeah. make us a priority. And if we feel like we're either equal or somehow less than another project or just or, or other things are vying for your attention, we will not let you work on this. 
I love that. I think that's a great thing for the fans. It's a win. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it was just reported um, by the, it was originally by the Hollywood reporter, but we're going with the article posted on IGN um, that it's basically stating that this game came out about an hour ago. So the news broke yeah. out, what, Monday? Was it Monday afternoon, Monday morning? Yes. Yeah. So uh, this article today is, you know, Wednesday. So was just posted. And it's basically saying that, and I quote, you know, just quoting a, a, a portion of, of what the report is, is that Kennedy was not convin- convinced, but Kennedy was not convinced that the pair known for focusing on one project at a time could truly juggle a sci-fi trilogy while also overseeing film and TV projects at Netflix. So yeah. it's, you know, I'm going to go into the, the, the one project at a time thing here in a minute. Um, but yeah, I, it seems to me that they, that Star Wars was on the back burner for them. And, and Kennedy is like, yo, where's your stuff at? And there was nothing done. And, uh, you know, unfortunately that was, that was what it is. Um, but Joel, here's what I, what I heard. Um, and shout outs to uh, Castle Super Beast, uh, the remnants of the Super Best Friend cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I heard that, um, you know, uh, Benioff and Weiss were at a, uh, at a con or, or you know, uh, doing a panel somewhere okay. about Game of Thrones. And they were basically like, you know, they were answering questions and this and that, and they were trying to, you know, explaining what happened in the final season and how it turned out, how, you know, what happened at the, you know, that, 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 that this last season of Game of Thrones was so polarizing for the fans. So basically they went off as saying, I was like, Oh, I mean, you got to keep in mind that we were, we were adapting the, the books that were already written up until that point, yeah, uh, nothing else was written, so we had to come up with our stuff basically. And it turned out that their stuff sucked, and you know, <clears throat> so uh, that that's one one side of it, right? Um, and uh, they were talking about how they were uh, giving the actors uh, a lot of the you know input. It's like, oh. I think this character should be like this, but what do you think, Jason Momoa? And Jason Momoa will put his spin on, you know, Carl Drogo and and that, you know, that sort of thing. So they were basically like giving the actors, it's like, you bring this character to life sort of thing. And, you know, we'll just adapt the books and then come out, you know, come up with a final season, which turned out to be, uh, you know, uh, like I said, very polarizing. I don't think necessarily polarizing, but most of the Game of Thrones fandom ended up hating uh, that the endings more specifically. So yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I, the, like when I when I heard about this, it's like, oh crap! I'm kind of like relieved now that that they're not involved because it, this project could have been all over the freaking place, man. Yeah, I mean, it, I I think I think unfortunately anybody that didn't like Game of Thrones or didn't like the ending, which was many 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 people, um, they looked for reasons of why it didn't work or why it didn't work for them, and this makes sense as one of those reasons. So I I could see where where this this is coming from, 
But at the end of the day, it's Game of Thrones. People are mad if, if the you know if the, the the guy who's serving uh, the, the 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 cup the cupbearer you know dies. They're just they're like outraged the next day from an episode, you know, because the, they want that cupbearer to make it to the next season or something, right? Like it was people were angry about everything. Star Wars fans are no no less any different, and that's what I think. I think more so about when when you think about from even a creative standpoint. Had they had their hands on some on this this thing here, Star Wars is. Let's just face it, Star Wars fans are some of the most sensitive people you will ever meet on the planet. I was gonna and say, so, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, so if you have these sensitive people, I mean, you think Game of Thrones fans are sensitive? Oh like, boy, listen, I'm going in. I was gonna say, what if the fans just scare them away? It's like, dude, what if they don't like it and we get like, you know, mobbed? Yeah, so. like di- like Disney is like maybe saying, "Look, we we need you to like really make sure this works." <laughs> and if you're just like, eh, yeah, like we can't yeah. afford to have a Game of Thrones response. We need this to work very well. And I'm sure that they had a great idea for whatever they they were working on for their project for Disney to even publicize that they were going to have them initially to working on the project. But I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate a little bit here, a bit like before all this came out about the whole, and even right now, I'm not entirely sure that this is 100% the reason the whole having their hands in too many projects. I can see that being the most um, publicized, uh, you know, thing out there. I, I believe Disney um, that they have a strong hand in the media and influence and what they decide to leak and how they decide to control the narrative of their brand uh, as a whole. Um, which is why you people view Disney the way they view Disney in general, right? I'm not saying Disney's a bad company by any means, but I'm saying I believe that they they really are, are their communication teams knows what they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So when when it, even when I read this, I'm not so sure this is the main thing that everyone um, needs to buy into. I'll say even further. I think when we have the information of Kevin Feige stepping into a position with a project or you know a project, all of a sudden that he's just working on that he pitched and he's working on. I think there's maybe more of a connection to, from that to then what's going on here with these guys being kind of uh, <laughs> walking walking away from the project or maybe being pushed off the project, so depending on your perspective. Like, I think that whatever Kevin is working on or whatever Kevin pitched or whatever Kevin's going for, he's going for that Infinity Gauntlet, it's got to be so, so compelling that Disney's, I believe, is putting that 100% focus. They're, they're, they're really going to commit to that project maybe even more so than the ryan johns i think the ryan johns a thing like they might try and you know spin those wheels a little faster too but it's very well possible that this this kevin feige thing is a thing that gets pushed quickly because again you want to keep your fans happy you want to keep them uh really uh you know not divisive it's star wars people will always have their opinions but how can we try and bring this uh this togetherness right for the brand yeah yeah it's it's they were they were in for a rough time because um Absolutely. You know, again, uh, they 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 wrote you know quote unquote wrote Game of Thrones basically adapting the books and wrote the final season. That was their first like big break, big job that they had. Um, I just don't know if they were ready. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see when this Netflix project comes out. We'll see reception on it. True, and that that would be very telling off. You know, if we dodge the bullet or not, <laughs> um, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, as I've mentioned before, there there's already Star Wars fatigue. It's kind of like going down now because we had we've had a while since, 
you know, solo and, and all this stuff. So, um, so now it's like, yeah, let's go ahead and, and wrap this up with, with, uh, episode nine and, and we'll see where it goes. I would love to not have another star Wars movie in two years because Joe, we got the second trailer for the Mandalorian and, uh, you know, moving from, you know, something sort of negative. So to, to something so much more positive, um, this thing looks amazing, dude. Uh, I mean, again, it is fantastic. Everything they showed, uh, the the colors they're using, custom design, everything looks top notch. I am very impressed, Joe. So, yeah, man. What do you think? I, I have no reasons to believe that this is going to be a bad series by any stretch oh, of the imagination. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I am the person that I try and, even in my optimism, I try not to get myself too hyped unless it's like, <laughs> something that like I've seen something from this kind of product before. Right. And this is the first time that, that star Wars has stepped into this, uh, this realm of media, right. The television screen um, outside of like their animated series, the live action television. Um, so as literally as I'm watching the trailer, it's so good. It's so amazing. Everything that we're seeing, I literally like in the middle of it, stop and, and mentally check out for a moment. And I'm like, what if this is really bad? Like, there's no way that I'm telling myself, there's no way this can be that bad because <laughs> I'm like the people involved, how good this the trailers have been. So I'm gonna, I, I, I would be very disappointed if, it, if it's really bad because this looks so strong, so good visually. Yeah. Obed, I mean, we've talked about many times before about the budget, but then when you actually see the these the actual product in front of us, and we're seeing on my computer screen, you know, this this trailer for the Mandalorian, and I'm going, my goodness, like these space battles. Uh, you know, the effects here look like something that I would have seen in a movie looks better than some movies I've actually seen. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like there's a, a, it's, it's crazy because there, there's definitely, you know, CG and whatnot in the trailer, yeah. uh, but it's pretty seamless. It's very well done. Of course, you know, John Favreau's in charge of this series John Favreau having directed the jungle book and the lion King, knowing a thing or two about CG, Absolutely. You know, things are going to look uh, pretty good. Uh, it's funny because I, I, I watched this trailer and then I stumbled upon a trailer or, or, a, or a clip from Supergirl uh, featuring the Martian Manhunter or whatever. And, and that looked like a PS2. Like, uh, <laughs> it was like a, it was like a, 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 a you know, a uh, 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 cinematic from like Summoner or some or some like release oh, PS2 title. Oba is literally lost for words for uh, how bad it is, dude. He's like, like I said, I'm not a hundred. Yeah, I'm not hundred percent operational, dude. So my English is like, like my Sp- my my Spanish is taking like taking over. So it's like <laughs> my great. brain's not. Yeah, my brain's like not not a hundred percent. So damn, dude. But <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it looked like like a like a cutscene, a cutscene. That's the word I was there looking for. There it is. Ah, from Summoner or you know an, an early oh, yeah, PS2 yeah. title. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then yeah, I mean this thing is well shot. It looks fantastic. Battle droids, dude. There's battle droids. I want to see. Uh, so hopefully, because we have a theory about battle droids, Joel. We're not going to talk about it here, but there uh, we got a theory about battle droids. Um, 
and I'm I'm wondering if they'll they're they're gonna say anything about Battle Droids because of course we'll probably get what four episodes before uh Rise of Skywalker comes out. Right. So I'm curious to see if there's battle if there's gonna be something about battle droids. I don't know. No, no. Also, guys, if you even if you don't play it, um, uh, highly recommend that you watch at least the yeah. cinematics for Battlefront 2. Um, because they do tie into um the rest of Skywalker in I guess a pretty significant way, and most more towards the end. Uh and other than the ghost, Joel, uh, on that sequel on that ship sequence that we yeah. saw in the trailer yeah. uh there are many other ships there's the uh um there's the um uh the outrider from uh shadows of the empire from yep. from the uh the novel uh there's the uh the mandalorian ship is one of them so there's many and then the ship from uh from uh but from uh, i guess the black legion was they they called or uh, on uh oh, on yeah. Battlefront. Yeah. So the ship from you know whatever the Inferno Squad Again, or whatever. Battlefront too. Yeah, Battlefront 2 is there. So there's there's a lot of calls uh on that on that. That's like the Avengers again, like I mentioned, the Avengers assemble of ship uh uh you know <laughs> basically uh, ship battle sequences. Um but yeah Joel, I mean it looks fantastic. I have absolutely you know uh nothing to uh to be afraid of when it comes to to the Mandalorian, so uh, I'm, I'm very confident, and I want to watch it. So I was like, "Oh man, two weeks is like two two weeks right now." I am hyped. Already, already bumped my Netflix down to the regular HD just to save myself a couple bucks. Cancel my Crunchyroll. I'm good. I'm good. I want I want Disney. I want uh, Disney Man- Plus day Mandalorian is the first show that I expect to, oh. to, to turn on. I don't. There's oh, nothing yeah. else on Disney, and there's a lot of things they've announced. That are new. I'm not talking yep. about even the old stuff. That's amazing. No, oh, yeah, that's the first stuff. thing I'm gonna watch. Yeah, for sure, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, um, it looks it looks really good. So yeah, man, uh, good stuff. I mean, I, I think Star Wars is is in is in a good place right now um, because that trailer reception for that trailer was very positive, and um, for both trailers, I, I mean, yeah. for the uh, episode nine and the Mandalorian, they were both very positive. So yeah, man, I'm hoping that. Um, that you know, fans just let go of this mentality. I get it, right? But you know, at the end of the day, you know, these things are, you know, meant to be entertaining, and it looks like we're gonna, you know, go back to something that everyone can appreciate. You know, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to sound, you know, uh, elitist or anything, but you know, I think. The Last Jedi is a fantastic movie. If you Same. don't get it, you know, I'm sorry, but yeah, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I wasn't bored. I wasn't, you know, I was, I, I wasn't necessarily like happy because that, that's not the vibe the movie gives you. Uh, but again, it makes you think about, the, you know, it, it, it steers something within yes. you. And yeah. that, that's the important part. So, um, and one last thing to get the fanboys hyped. Just think about this, guys. If the Mandalorian looks this good, how good is that Obi Wan series gonna be when Whew. that comes? I Just am, let that sit in for a moment, bro. I'm so glad that um, McGregor over the weekend said that, that that was supposed to be a movie, and yeah, and then they decided to 
go into the the TV route was like you know I would rather take the the six hour a six hour TV mini mini <laughs> series than the than the two hour movie for sure. I mean, I would love to see it in a movie format. Like I think I think the those the Star Wars shows right. I know that they're gonna come out on Blu-ray. I don't buy TV shows on Blu-ray. That, those may be shows yeah. that I that I actually buy. So it's it looks that good. Like the Obi-Wan stuff I'll probably like buy for sure. And if he has like a movie mode, you can just watch the whole thing. I'll do it. Take my money. <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh moving along, Joe, we uh have some Xbox news for once. And uh, it is that Xbox All Access um, has a new program where if you own uh, an Xbox One X, uh, you will be able to use that Xbox and trade it in directly through Microsoft uh, for the yet unnamed Project Scarlet console. A very interesting. Uh, there, uh, and again, this is a trading program, but it is not traded in, pay the remainder, and go home. Yeah. Um, this is more of your iPhone's old trading your iPhone and pay, you know, a difference plus service for the next two years, uh, sort of thing. Uh, I believe eighteen months, if I'm not wrong, Joel. Yep, eighteen months of installments. And, um, yeah, I mean, it could be anywhere from $20 to, uh, I think $31 if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So yeah, it looks, uh, sounds interesting. Um, I'm assuming that they're doing this because of, of a lot of salty people that bought an Xbox one X and they're not being, you know, uh, being the console of broken promises almost. Uh, not when it comes to hardware. Again, I, I, I've said it before. When it comes to hardware, yeah, it's solid. You know, uh, it, it is what they say it is. It is the most powerful console out there right now. So, but at the end of the day, you know, if you don't have the content to back up uh, your your console, this is the things that that will happen. So, uh, it's very interesting. I'm I'm curious to see what numbers are for. Game Pass, uh, because I heard that Gears 5 didn't sell particularly well. And um, the day was available, day one on Game Pass. So I'm curious to see how many people on Game Pass actually played Gears 5 yeah. uh, compared to the amount of people that actually purchased the game. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's hitting up. What do you think? Yeah, uh, you know, my thoughts are, I think it's, to your point, it's definitely trying to keep uh, the fans happy from an upgrade standpoint because anytime you have, uh, you know, people who have just purchased uh, what's considered current gen and you also are in the phase of announcing your next gen console, people become apprehensive. Uh, you know, do I wait for the new console? Do I get the, buy the current console or the console that I have in front of me right now? Uh, how good is this going to be by the time the new console comes? Is, is how much of a crossover between the two, right? From from a content standpoint, this is supposed to be a solution being presented to those fans. And you know, 
PlayStation doesn't have to worry about this because look, they, you know, PS4 has been the same thing. There's yes, it's PS4 Pro, but it's been the same console, the same games, you know, across the board for the, for these for these consoles. Uh, it's not like they've done something really new with their hardware until, of course, we get soon. PlayStation Five is their next gen. For Xbox, that's not been the case, right? You have 360, and you know, you get your Xbox One. Okay, Xbox One. In theory, Xbox One is supposed to be in the same line as PS4. Then you get the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X. And these are all happening within the same time frame as the PS4 stays there, doesn't have anything new come out until Pro from a next Pro, but not next generation. Where in some ways, let's face it, oh, but they kind of announced the P, the the Xbox One X as like this next gen kind of thing. Almost, them. yeah. That's the vibes that you get from the way it was presented. Yeah. So th- from a timeline standpoint, like we've joked about, like how mad are these guys going to be when they find out next year they're getting another console? Like this is a way of creating a solution or not and not having that not having as much of, of, of a sting from those kind of jab from other people saying, well, look, I mean, that's, that's a real problem right there, you know, that they're trying to create a solution. And I give them credit for that. I think that this is the right move for them. I think it makes sense. It's, it's not for me, but it's like to your point, yeah. interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, you need to, uh, one, one thing that's included or that it's bundled when, when you go or opt for this program is that you would go basically this would include your Xbox live and would include game pass. So this is like the game pass plus or, or live plus or whatever they call it. Um, in, you know, basically a bundle with the hardware for 18 months, which is not too bad. If you ask me, um, I believe those installments come to around, you know, 500 H dollars if I'm not wrong, but, not it's not bad. I mean, I know that there's there's uh, users out there like Halo Infinite's not gonna come out for Xbox One. That's the next gen title. Um, there's you know other titles that are that are being in the works, like uh, all the titles that are, that all those studios that Microsoft purchased, uh, you know, in the last year and a half. Uh, all those projects are gonna be next gen projects. So those are not gonna be. Uh, you know Xbox One titles. There's, as far as I know, Joe, other than the you know the regular, like annualized franchises like the you know the 2K and the Madden and whatnot. I don't think there's really anything else you know that's gonna move necessarily well on Xbox uh, in in the next year. So yeah. they they really need to uh, do something. I. Again, I want them to still be competitive. Uh, you know, they're doing their own thing. Sony is doing their own thing. And, you know, of course, Nintendo is like, they were the only ones that didn't see that that actually their sales went up this month. Uh, Sony went down, their sales went down like 17%, and Xbox wow. went down like 7%. Um, like, I don't see, I, I see zero interest in Xbox out there. I, I don't, I think it would be a mistake for retailers to like like stock xboxes or you know in 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 mass for this holiday season i doubt it and the same thing with playstation you know they gotta be cautious because Next the annou- the announcement's already out there you know yeah. it's on it's already in people's minds it's like oh you know what i'll wait 
But, you know, little Timmy that still doesn't have a PS4 and, you know, uh, it wants to play uh, all these cool games, you know, might as well get it because it's probably the best time to, to own a PS4. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you got to be mindful that you only have about a year and a half, uh, I would say another two years of, uh, of support. But that could potentially change, Joel, because it was announced just today that uh, it is official that the PS4, it is the second best-selling console ever, uh, passing the 102 million shipped mark and, you know, second only to the PS2. So it passed the Wii, uh, which was up there, and it passed the PS1. Wow. So yeah, big deal, man. Uh, that is that is a big big deal, and I don't I I don't see PlayStation or Sony um, just cutting support for this console right away. I think this console has a good five years of support left in it. Yeah. Um, best example I can give you: PS3. PS3. You know, uh, PS4 came out what five years ago already. Um, there was a, I turned on my PS3 a couple of weeks ago. There was an update for it. So, you know, there's still stuff happening and, you know, they're updating the, the, the software, uh, you know, of course there's no more games on it and, and, uh, the PS plus doesn't give you any more offerings, but, um, you know, most of those services are up. Most of the games are up and it still works. Okay. So, um, I can see, I can see them, you know, uh, if the console comes now next year, you know, 2020, I'd see them supporting PS4 until 2025 in one way or another being, you know, updates and, you know, ports, you will probably get uh, new games up until like 2022. You know, of course we're probably going to get like just dance until like 2030 uh, <laughs> on this console, considering that the, Wii got just dance uh, brand so. new. But yeah, for this year, so it's insane. Uh, you know, great job, uh, Sony. Sony nailed that uh, that takeoff uh, when when this console got announced. Um, they they nailed it, and that shows how important it is to uh, you know keep fans happy. And even though you don't have the best lineup of launch games you know, you still have uh, compelling stuff down the line. Uh, you know, it, it took about a year for, for PS4 to find its ground when it came to, to new stuff. You know, we, we got, uh, I think, the first game that, that potentially used the console uh, in, a, in, a, in a very strong way was Infamous Second Son. And then from there, you know, we got Uncharted and all the Bloodborne and all this stuff. So, yeah. Uh, they it was very important for them to to you know get that launch right and they did it but yeah man, yeah, man it's crazy for sure yeah big deal um but in some other playstation news uh playstation view is shutting down um playstation view being the uh tv service that playstation was offering and uh, it will shut down January 2020. Um, I guess they were trying to sell the uh, uh, the service, but uh, you got any more info on that, man, other than, than what we've seen? 
No, I don't have any more information. It's the same thing of saying that they want to make more of a focus on the console and the content for their console, and that they, they they're steering away from this as it's a very you know clustered uh, uh, environment of different streaming options for television. So you obviously have Sling and YouTube TV and other things that are now competing. So it makes sense for them, right, to make this kind of decision now if if they realize as a business this is not something that they want to stick in for the long term. Yeah, I think um, it was a good choice. Uh, there's a lot of competition out there. You know, of course, Disney is coming out. Uh, it's not necessarily a live TV competitor, but it's content, you know, nonetheless. Uh, but then you got you know, like YouTube TV and, and Sling and all these things that are that are out there that are, especially I heard YouTube TV is gaining ground and people love it. Yeah. So... I, you know they they raised their prices too recently you know they it's been it's been they've been losing channels so i mean it, it would make sense to for them to to shut it down yeah and i know people who have this that have this right now yep. that they they were very pleased with the service why yeah. they you know they they would use it um you know all around their house and on the go and and, and i got to see a little bit of a demo of it myself and I thought it looked really great to the point that I was like, well, if I'm going to be a cable cutter, this would be one of those options I would take a very serious look at. Um, but no, you know, it's, it's going away. And, and I, you know, if the, the reasoning's behind, it makes sense. It's, it's very clustered. Uh, and you know what, if, if they can take this team now that's been working on this content to think about content just for the uh, PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation brand, sure. Yeah, and do, do something else with those resources because I'm assuming they – uh, had a pretty robust network infrastructure yeah. for this, and they can probably leverage uh, this with with another service. So, um, yeah, we'll see what comes out of that. Uh, Joe, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We will be right back. We are back with more PlayStation news. It's kind of like the the. It's becoming a, a trend, Joe. It is. That that it's a uh, it's Star Wars and PlayStation. It's probably gonna be like that for the next couple of months until Episode Nine, and then after that, it's probably gonna be Marvel and PlayStation. Or you know what? It's probably still gonna be Star Wars and PlayStation because Mandalorian, Obi Wan, and Obi Wan, and all the stuff that that animated. Disney Plus is having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting couple of months. Uh, but yeah, going back to to PlayStation news, Joe. Um, Sony has trademarked not only PS6, but PS7, PS8, PS9, and PS10. So, 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 so this is like the Star Wars of consoles. So, <laughs> um, uh, this is this is we're joking about it, but it, this is probably like. Uh, common and not not necessarily common but they're they're saying it's like might as well just go ahead and trademark it you know uh make sense uh avoid them from having uh, a lot of like naming issues right uh they're confident in their product let's name it you know people know that we're gonna number it let's go ahead and number it screw it uh we don't need to call it xbox 2 or 720 or whatever the next xbox or infinite or whatever you know, whatever the next console is going to be called. So uh, you know, this is a, a you know move of confidence, and you know, it just shows that 
they are you know basically just uh planning ahead uh not 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 a big deal like people make made fun of it and uh they were talking about like oh my god ps5 is not even out yet and so i mean this is like you know standard operating procedure if you ask me so what do you right, think right right yeah, uh, this thing, to, to your point, right? Like, get ahead of it now. While you're doing, while you're successful, and you're looking, you're having good forecasts for PS5. I'm sure early the the data is showing them that they're looking to still have a success as a business. And so, why not plan for a sustainable future? Um, this is the way most um, businesses operate. Uh, if you're if you're doing really well, you start looking at how can we sustain this now. For a while you wouldn't be doing this if your sales are really bad <laughs> you're doing this because oh. you know we're doing fine let's just put this out there and make sure we're, we're prepared for our future as well regardless of where our position is when when we get to that point um yeah i i i uh i, I instantly obed as you were saying off listing off each of the the numbers here ps6 ps7 PS9, i i started thinking of the the LeBron James moment, you know, we're not going to win just one, not just two, not just three, not just four, not just five. I just instantly started picturing that PlayStation's coming out right now. They're like, not just PS6, <laughs> not just PS7. <laughs> and the fans just going crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those moments that it doesn't necessarily mean anything more than preparation for what can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't see that this is, you know, uh, something necessarily silly or, or anything like that um you know it's just you know part of the course it's uh they're they're just planning ahead um making sure that they have you know that, that everyone's on the same page and again you know they're um moving forward with new leadership and you know it seems to be they they seem to be looking at the future uh for sure yeah and um you know they're not they're not uh they're not just standing around they're definitely uh going to to uh, make it happen and yeah uh, i think that um you know we we will find out about this uh this playstation 6 in about 5 years 6 years yeah. my my may say yeah the next 6 years if no low time still around we may cover it <laughs> so uh so um, um just uh uh follow us on social media plug us in joe no uh joe death stranding game that uh i am very much looking forward to comes out uh here in a couple of weeks um we we've always sort of known that this game was coming out for pc uh kojima hinted at it back in the day and um and, you know, for a moment there, they they were saying, "Oh, they removed the PlayStation exclusive thing or or, or labeling from the box art." Uh, you know, we've always sort of known that this game was coming out um, for for PC. Uh, it is coming out for PC. It is confirmed uh, that it will be coming out in, uh, I guess, early summer twenty twenty is what they're projecting, and five oh five will be. Um, will be just basically publishing the game on PC. It will not be Sony. Uh, I'm assuming you'll see the Sony Interactive uh, Entertainment uh, logo in the game somewhere since Sony basically funded the project. Uh, but it's interesting that Sony themselves are not publishing on PC. It's 505. Um, they, you know, publish Control 
recently, uh, of course, Hideo Kojima has a cameo controller. Spoiler alert! Um, and uh, on only on the PlayStation version, which is interesting too. Uh, so Hideo Kojima is a PlayStation exclusive. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Joel, I mean, um, uh, not much to say here. What do you think? Happy to hear this. I love to hear more people get the chance to play a game that looks to be an amazing experience. So much hype going into this game, so much anticipation and expectation for, uh, a, a phenomenal, uh, award winning type of game we're looking at right here, right? Like this is something that I'm not getting ahead of it because we haven't played it yet, but we're looking for for something that's been a passion project, something very special that he's been kind of uh, loose to make something that's going to be amazing. With me putting all that out there, I'm saying that to say, like, look, more people need to have the opportunity to play this game. It's been alluded to. Let's make sure this is concrete uh, as the game is setting up now for its launch, as the game is uh, is being pushed into full on, uh, you know, getting into hands of of, of console owners. Now let's make sure that people understand you will have the opportunity to also play this on PC. And now we've got some uh, some concreteness behind this so you can have rest assured and, and, and be prepared to experience this as well uh, in that, that medium, in that format. So it's, I'm happy. Uh, this is the right thing to do. Again, let people experience it because, man, buckle up. It's going to be a special one when this comes out. Yeah, I, I just realized it's next Friday. <laughs> yeah dude they're fully they're fully it's, committed right now pushing this thing out yeah no this thing's got yeah man Ooh, i gotta plan my weekend man i gotta wake up at five in the morning to start this thing early um yeah i'm excited i'm excited for this game um i heard certain things i heard it's it's just really good and um and something very different yeah. from uh from what's out there so uh, i am very much looking forward to it and um yeah i mean it's it's kojima he i mean when he when has he let us down no um but you know i i wished again uh metal gear solid being my favorite franchise ever um that we we would have gotten another one of those i don't know what's was happening i'm still hoping that there is some um you know big surprise for ps5 um release so we'll see but you know uh it's very impressive this game was announced in 2016 three years ago and um you know kojima was basically putting his team together and uh you know basically working with sony and guerrilla games to uh, get the engine going and uh basically get the game going and of course you know he's received tremendous support from his fans and um and from Hollywood too, you know, there's a lot of cameos in this game, a lot of, um, you know, high profile actors. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw the, uh, the thing with, um, Oh boy, I forgot his name. Uh, no, the director of uh, Mad Max. Um, Oh, uh, the new Mad Max movie, older director, a well esteemed director. Yeah. George Miller. Yep, George Miller. So, the, yeah, there was a thing with George Miller recently. Um, you know, again, uh, Kojima being a big fan of of George Miller. So, yeah, um, I'm very excited. You know, it, this looks like it's going to be a very interesting game. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to capture some of the story because 
it certainly looks confusing, but um, but we'll see about that. Uh, Joe, that's what we have. Uh, kind of like a short episode, shorter episode today. Um, but we will be back again uh, here with you guys. In the meantime, Joel, go ahead and plug us in, man. Guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen and, and enjoy this content here from No Load Time. We really appreciate it, and we want to invite you to stay connected with us on our social media. So go ahead and give us a follow at No Load Time. At No Load Time, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also want to invite you guys to make sure you're subscribed to get all the latest content from us as it comes through. So make sure you're a subscriber on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Uh, and we also want to invite you guys to send your feedback, questions, comments, uh, things that we may be able to discuss here, some topics uh, on our show. So feedback, we we'll welcome it and appreciate it. So go ahead and send an email to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. Again, guys, thank you so very much. We look forward to being with you on our very next episode. Thank you, guys. We will see you again next time.